With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this Texas Sports Nation podcast. I'm John McClain. I can be raised at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabana, and you can find me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. And right now, Brooks, you can be found in Palm Beach, Florida, hanging out on the ocean at the Breakers, one of our most luxurious resorts and where I shot my lowest 18 holes in golf a long time ago when I shot an 83, bragged about it on all my radio shows. I never told anybody the course was shortened for all the old people. They know I shot an 83 there. I know it's your first league meetings, first time I had been there since 86. I'm sure you're having fun. You broke a story today about the Texans signing a new receiver. Tell us who the receiver is. And then tell us about the coach AFC coaches this morning and the story you did on Lovey Smith. Well, the Texans signed former Broncos receiver Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, it's a position that talking to Lovey Smith this morning is just philosophy with offenses from his point of view. You can never have too many wide receivers, and they do need them. Brandon Cooks, by far, was their most productive receiver last year, and they didn't needed to add some to their group. And Hamilton's a guy who's got some potential. I mean, you look at his years in Denver in three years, 833 yards and five touchdowns. But last year he missed the year with a torn ACL, and they released him earlier this month. So it's another one of those signings that you're seeing with the Texans, another one-year deal where you're seeing, okay, they're bringing in a guy. Let's see what he's able to do. And if they put him in a position group and if he is productive, they'll sign him again next year and or at least – give it a shot. So we, we've seen that with other productions, with other uh, with other position groups, and Hamilton's another one of those players who's kind of on the fringe and wants to make his money in, in the NFL, and the Texans are in the marketplace for those kinds of players, and their moderate cap space still affords them that opportunity, and uh, we'll see what Hamilton does once he's uh, coming into Houston. Now, what about Lovey Smith? The coach's breakfast looked like that was no longer – the coaches' breakfast. It looked they all looked like they were back at the combine, being away from you guys. I guess they're worried about diseases. But I noticed you did a story it's on Texas Sports Nation and being a chronicle about Lovey talking about the possible rule changes for overtime. Tell the listeners about that. Well, Lovey Smith is uh, kind of a classic guy. You know, he's he's still open to change, but he he didn't really have a strong opinion either way. It sounded more toward whether, um, you know, wh- whatever the rules were, they were going to go ahead and try and go for it. But, you know, all this came from the Chiefs playing both their games. And uh, the Chiefs got the ball first against the Bills and scored. And a lot of people felt like the Bills deserved a chance to have the ball. And uh, Lovey Smith said there is a defense on the other side of the ball, right? Um, I mean, he's had a 7-3 and record in overtime with the Bears. And uh, obviously his – Bread and butter throughout his career has been leading defenses. And while the Texans didn't play in any overtime games last year, he seems prepared that if the rules don't change, that uh, he'd be just as fine with that as if they did change. But um, there are two proposals 
that are being presented to the NFL owners this week. Um, one of them says that both teams get a possession uh, that was submitted by the Colts and the Eagles, and the Titans submitted a slightly different one, which says they both get the ball, except if the first team with the possession scores a touchdown, then scores attempting a two-point conversion, then they win the whole thing. So there's momentum. There are a lot of reports coming that the NFL is open to doing this. It usually takes a big game and a big situation to change the rules, and that's what happened over the playoffs. And we talked about that in a podcast earlier. I remember when I was covering college football, whenever LSU and Texas A&M went seven overtimes, that created a circumstance where they changed the rules. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's something that they changed. The rule submitted by the Colts and Eagles, giving both teams a, a possession of the ball, that's probably more likely than just a slight change and a tweak to the two-point conversion. It seems a little different there, but who knows? We'll see by the end of the week what the NFL decides to do. Media had an hour with the AFC coaches Monday morning, an hour with the NFC coaches Tuesday morning. What did you take away from the time you were able to spend with uh, all the AFC coaches having to sit still for an hour? I just sat there and I talked to Lovey Smith for an hour because there's so many things to talk about with the Texans right now, so many different position groups and We've got about four to five stories talking about the Texans and what they're able to do offensively, defensively. I mean, there are a lot of needs, and Lovey Smith covered most of them. I mean, we could start talking about wide receiver Brandon Cooks. We, we got a chance to talk to Nick Casario, too. Cooks is going into his final year of his contract right here. So right now, if you're thinking of last year, all we were talking about a lot of the times is whether they were going to re-sign Justin Reed. Brandon Cooks is another player who could be a cornerstone, and he's been – uh, projected as that. He's been uh, spoken like that with Casario and uh, Lovey Smith too as well. So we'll see if they end up into any conversations about renegotiation. Sometimes that can happen now before the season. In the season, Casario has been open to that kind of conversation. But typically, I would I would think with the player of his caliber, it happened before the season begins because you go into it and then like Justin Reed, delay it to the end and then you're in an open market with other teams uh, there. So Defensively, uh, I also talked to him about the post. This story with be there by the time you guys are listening. Desmond King, uh, they re-signed him, and look at cornerback. I mean, he moved to that position last year, but they feel really good about him. Lovey Smith spent a lot of time in the room with them because uh, he did that with nickelbacks, and that's what Desmond King began his career with the Texans as they flipped him out uh, to uh, against Buffalo, and he struggled at first, but they they like where he's at and. Liked him enough that they signed him to a two-year deal. So we'll see how much he uh, progresses at corner. Uh, but uh, to Justin Reed's point, leaving to the, to the Chiefs, um, you know, what I thought was really interesting, Lovey Smith said about Jonathan Owens that you know, he saw a potential star out of him from the times he was playing. Obviously, he started twice for Justin Reed. And they, funny enough, the Texans won both of those games. Um, and he got an interception in one of those first in his career. So he, he, he expects that he might be able to push. This is his last year in his contract, Jonathan Owens. And if he ends up being a, a star player, like Lovey Smith says that he saw the potential of being, that'd be a great deal for them, uh, finding a diamond in the rough from someone who came undrafted and has been playing for them for three years. But um, I think the one thing everybody's wondering about is Davis Mills and how much confidence they have in him. Will they add other veteran quarterbacks? This will be another store that's, be out there by the time y'all are listening but um you know asked this casario whether they're done adding quarterbacks they added kyle allen uh, who has been really a backup's backup out in 
Washington for the past couple of years. And uh, whether that's uh, a situation where they want to add more, uh, Nick Casario never really tips his hand on these things. It's just as if they feel like they need to add a position there, they'll do it. Uh, if they have the right opportunity and Lovey, but Lovey Smith was a little more, um, I asked him more about his career and he's, he's seen so many quarterbacks as a coach and whether he felt like Davis Mills was prepared enough uh, to just go ahead and be the starter because, um, you know, last year they had Tyrod Taylor had been in the league for a dozen years and um, he's not going to have that anymore uh, with who's available with him. And Lovey Smith said like everybody coach would, you know, every coach would like to have a guy who had 10 years in the room, but, um, they, they seem very confident in Davis Mills and what he's able to do, what they saw from him. They saw some very good things, and obviously they kept Pep Hamilton, promoted him to offensive coordinator, and they're crafting the offense around him. So I, I don't expect that they'll, with all the needs that they have and the money that they have, that they'll uh, try and expend too much of their resources trying to find someone to support Davis Mills uh, because everything that they've done to this point have been saying he's going to be their guy next year. So they're going to use all those other asset themes mostly to address the other needs. So there's more I could talk on and we could do a whole nother podcast about it, but that's kind of the main things that came out of today. We're looking forward to reading your stories on the Texans. Enjoy your, your four days in Palm beach. And I uh, know if I was there, I would make sure to spend a couple of more days there so I could go over and watch our Houston Astros. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. I'm Brooks Cabana. You can find me at BKUBENA. Brooks, keep up the good work. Thank everybody for listening, reading, and watching.